Welcome to The County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from Fairfax County Government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of The Conversation, we're going to talk about the Fairfax Falls Church Community Service Board's program called Turning Point, and we have with us Chrissy Anderson to talk about that. She's a clinician with the program. Turning Point is a coordinated specialty care program that serves adolescents and young adults who are experiencing their first psychotic episode and look forward to getting into the the nuts and bolts and learning about this program with Chrissy. First of all, thanks for being on the County Conversation with us. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Glad that you are here. Uh, A lot to talk about with the Turning Point program, so let's just start with with the obvious, kind of the overview. Uh, When we say Turning Point program, what is it? Can you kind of tell us about it? Sure. So Turning Point is a coordinated specialty care program. And what that means is we have a variety of different services that we have available in our program and we coordinate them in order to help people who are experiencing psychosis for the first time. And the different services we have are um, outpatient therapy. So if an individual comes in and wants to talk about the things that they're experiencing, thoughts or feelings they're having, we have someone they can talk to about Mm -hmm. that. Um, we have someone, we have doctors available who can talk to them about medications if they choose to take medications to treat the symptoms they're experiencing. Mm-hmm. We have uh, individuals that work specifically with people in the program on employment and education goals. Mm-hmm. That's usually the big draw for people coming into the program. They mm-hmm. want help with getting back to school or getting back to work. Um, so we have people that specifically do that. Interesting. Yeah, we also have individual, an individual on the team who... Um, has lived experience with mental illness, and he's available on the team to provide extra support and feedback to people in the program and families in the program. And he's been really um, important in our program. He really helps provide a lot of hope to people in the program who, you know, they're early in this journey with their illness and they really want to see someone who is recovered. It just gives them a sense that things can be okay. Right, right. so we, we all work together on a team to provide all those services to people um, in order to help them recover. Right. And we mentioned that you said this was a, a kind of a coordinated specialty care program, um, Fairfax County, but I also understand uh, like a private vendor contractor. So mm-hmm. there, there is a partnership here. So tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. Right now, um, the program, and for the last three years, the program's been operational. Um, we've been a public-private partnership between Fairfax County, CSB, and between PRS uh, Incorporated, which is a private nonprofit that's operated in the Northern Virginia area for um, about 50 years. Mm. Um, and the um, PRS um, is a contractor with Fairfax County, and we've worked together to operate the program. Mm. Um, in the next, in the coming year, so probably we're looking at fall 2018, okay. um, there'll be a, a change in that structure, and Fairfax County will be operating the program solely. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. All right. So when we talk about, you know, this, this definition of the Turning Point Program, again, Coordinated Specialty Care Program, uh, it works with adolescents, young adults, and then there's this line that says, experiencing their first psychotic episode. What does that mean when we say psychotic episode? That's a good question because a lot of people don't understand what psychosis is. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, 
it's something that we're, we're hoping to get more education out there. So psychosis is a term that describes uh, a number of different conditions that affect the brain. And it's this, this, these conditions specifically affect a person's ability to connect with reality. Mm. So when someone has psychosis, they, are, they lose contact with the reality that the rest of us share. And that can happen um, in a variety of different ways. Um, oftentimes, the one that people experience most often would be something like a hallucination. And that's when um, our senses kind of betray us and we're experiencing something with our senses that the other people around us are not. Mm. So that could be hearing, um, hearing something that other people don't hear. But it can also be seeing things that other people don't see. Um, less commonly, it can be smelling things that other people don't smell or having like bodily sensations. Um, like maybe some people experience um, feeling things crawl on them, huh. like thinking that bugs are crawling on them, things like that. Right. Um, also, people can have that disconnect from reality by um, having strange ideas or beliefs that aren't based in reality. And that's not just like, you know, a lot of people have odd ideas right, about right, things. Right, right. These are ideas that um, fly in the face of all evidence to the contrary. So, for example, if... Let's say you live in a townhouse and you see a lot of cars parked outside in the parking lot like they normally would be. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you have a belief, a, it's called a delusion, that the cars outside are specifically there because people are monitoring you, like the they're police cars or mm-hmm. government cars. Mm-hmm. You may see your neighbors get into those cars as they normally would, but you hang on to that belief that the cars belong to some kind of um, like government agency right. or the police. And that they are... must be conspiring with them. Right, <laughs> right. So it's um, it's a scary thing to experience because basically what's happening is all of the, your brain is giving you false messages. Mm. And the reality that you experience um, seems just like the reality that the rest of us experience. It mm. seems that real. Wow. So to have someone tell you, no, that's not happening or... You know, you're not really hearing that or you're not really that's not something you should believe. Yeah. It's just not as simple as that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What 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 causes this? I mean, is there any mm-hmm. cause of this psychosis to, to see things, hear things, feel things? I mean, sure. Um, maybe multiple causes, I'm mm-hmm. assuming. So like with most things that happen in the brain, we don't know f- definitely what mm-hmm. causes it. Yeah. But the the way that the the theory that we operate under right now is called the stress vulnerability model and what that means is there's a combination of biological vulnerability and stress that works together to result in psychosis so when i say biological vulnerability that can mean like having a predisposition Mm. Um, for a lot of people uh, mental illness and psychosis in particular runs in families Mm. so there can be a genetic component and that can be that vulnerability. Gotcha. Um, and that, um, a lot of research suggests that there's um, about 80% of your likelihood of developing psychosis is based on that biological vulnerability. Wow. Wow. The other 20% is stress. And that can be um, something as simple as the stress of going to college. Or it can be something more complex like the stress of a traumatic event. For some people, the added stress of drug use can mm. trigger psychosis. Gotcha. So it's really that combination um, of the biology and the environmental stress that mm. can trigger it. And, and you talked about college or that type of thing. 
And, and I guess it'd be a good point to, to reiterate that the program is for adolescents and young adults. Mm-hmm. And I think if I'm reading some of this material correctly, between the ages of 16 and 25? That's correct. Okay. Are there other criteria for or mm-hmm. eligibility requirements, if you will, for participation in the Turning Point program? Sure. Um, and just to say, the reason why we are a program designed for young adults is because that's when psychosis happens for the first time. Oh, interesting. Um, so about 80% of people that develop psychosis develop it between the ages of 16 and 30. Wow. Um, and so that's why we're targeted to that age range. Gotcha. Um, and we, we have a few different criteria um, for admission. Um, so, again, you have to be between 16 and 25. You also have to be a resident of Fairfax County just because that's where the CSB operates. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have been experiencing psychosis for no more than two years. Mm. And the reason why that's a criteria for admission is because we're really interested in early intervention. Gotcha. And early early intervention is crucial to helping people reduce the severity of this illness. So all of the interventions that we use are designed to help people in that early intervention phase. So um, we also um, we also take people with um, what we call non-effective psychosis, and what that means is effective with an A. Um, there are mood disorders, also called affective disorders, like hmm. depression and bipolar disorder. Okay. And when people have those illnesses, sometimes they can also experience psychosis when they are maybe extremely depressed. Oh. Or okay. if they're bipolar, if they have bipolar disorder, when they're extremely manic. Mm-hmm. And um, we, our interventions are designed to help people with um, psychosis that happens regardless of their mood. So we um, we only accept individuals that have um, illnesses that involve psychotic symptoms that happen basically right. consistently. Right. Okay. Um, we also um, we don't take people who experience psychosis related to a substance use disorder. Sometimes when people use drugs, especially mm-hmm. if they're heavy drug users, it can that drug use can induce psychosis. Gotcha. So just because in that case, someone would be better off being treated in... For the actual problem, exactly, I guess. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, or the yeah cause. because yeah. what happens is once they stop using drugs, the psychosis remits and it's not a problem. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, We're uh, talking with Chrissy Anderson, um, Fairfax Falls Church Community Service Board's program. Turning Point is our uh, discussion today. Uh, talking about the uh, specialty care program that serves adolescents and young adults experiencing their first psychotic episode. And are there such things as symptoms or signs or things that relatives or friends Mm -hmm. should be looking for? Mm -hmm. So psychosis often happens in phases. Um, You have the first phase, which we, we call the prodromal phase. And it's it's the phase where family probably first starts to notice that something's not quite right. Okay. Um, and what you might notice are things like um, differences in school performance. Let's say if let's mm-hmm. say someone's in high school right. and they start to maybe they were a a good to average student before, all of a sudden they're you know they're failing everything. They're not right. they're not engaged in school at all. Right. Same with um, typical after school activities. Um, if they're involved in sports or clubs, and then all of a sudden that changes. Um, if they become socially isolated with no, you can't really determine that there's any other cause why that right. would happen. Right. Um, some of these are those early warning signs um, that you want to look out for. 
they also are early warning signs of other mental illnesses too, like mm. depression. So if you see these things, it's good to get treatment or at least get evaluated. It doesn't necessarily mean psychosis is happening. Mm. If the signs that psychosis might be happening are those things I mentioned earlier about, you know, noticing um, that maybe a loved one is talking about some ideas that right. don't seem like they're based in reality. And a lot of times these ideas, like, they get particularly fixated on them. Yeah. It's hard to let it go. Right. Because, I mean, you can imagine if, if your idea is that someone is pursuing you or following you or trying to do you harm, it's pretty anxiety-provoking. Right. It would be a hard thing to let go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you notice, <clears throat> talk about um, topics that don't seem like they're typical um, or reality-based, mm -hmm. definitely that's a sign. Right. Um, other signs, if maybe um, you notice that your loved one is, um, you know, having conversations that don't seem to be connected to um, maybe other people. Maybe they're talking to themselves more. Mm. Um, also, if you're in the middle of a conversation with someone and they kind of seem just blank, maybe you they stopped mid-conversation. Mm. Um, that's something called like thought blocking, where it's difficult to process right. their think, um, right. the thoughts they're having. Gotcha. Um, and then also, if you have a hard time maintaining conversations with someone, so let's say you're talking and it seems like the information that you're getting back is very confused. Right. Like maybe it doesn't follow the same train of thought or any clear train of thought. Right. That can be a sign of kind of that disorganized thinking that right. comes with psychosis. Okay. You mentioned earlier that uh, the early intervention w was, was kind of key. And I was going to ask you um, to explain that a little mm -hmm. bit further. And then once someone maybe is identified or whatever, what does participation in the Turning Point program actually involve? Mm -hmm. Are there certain different programs or aspects? And if you could go into a little bit more. So kind sure. of a two-part question there. Okay. So um, early intervention is important for two different reasons. Um, so I'd mentioned that psychosis usually <clears throat> happens between the ages of 16 and 30. Um, that's a pretty crucial, especially that early part, it's a crucial age for a lot of things. You know, people are just kind of figuring out who they are. Yeah. They're, you know, they're developing relationships, um, kind of getting an idea about what they want to do with their life. There's a lot of developmental things that go on. If you have psychosis in the middle of that, it can disrupt all those things. Yeah. And so intervening early helps us to get control of those symptoms so those normal developmental things can happen as they should. That's a good point. Um, yeah. The other reason is uh, all the research that's been done, and there's been a lot of research um, by the National Institute of Mental Health uh, about early intervention for psychosis indicates that the earlier you intervene, the less severe the course of the illness is. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, people have, um, people are able to get back to their regular level of functioning. Right. They can do the things they want to do, lead a normal life. The more untreated episodes of psychosis someone has, the harder it is to get back to that level of functioning. Gotcha. It like does damage to the brain. Right. Um, so the more we can control that, the better. So and you use the word control. I'm put air quotes here. Mm -hmm. Cure, get over, get get beyond, or is it something that maybe is kind of always there to some degree? I think we tend to look at it as um, management of, a, of an illness. Gotcha. Um, you know, for some people, they have one episode and they're done. 
Hmm. And it does just remit. And we don't really have a good explanation as right. to why that might happen. Right. Um, for some people, though, it's it's an illness that just gets managed a lot like um, like diabetes gets gotcha. managed. Gotcha. Um, and the way that it gets managed, we have interventions that we use, but it does vary from person to person in mm-hmm. terms of what works. Gotcha. Um, for some people, the intervention that is really helpful is medication. Hmm. Um, but especially working with young people, a lot of people don't want to take medication right, right. for a lot of very understandable reasons. Um, the side effects of the right. medications are not <clears throat> particularly right. wonderful. Right. Um, but um, some people choose not to take medication, and we help them um, using it, other interventions. Right. So, Yeah, and I was going to say we've got a couple of minutes left, and you kind of touched on this a little bit at the beginning about some of the different services, if mm -hmm. you will. Uh, If you could take a couple of minutes just to kind of hit those again or kind of go a little more Mm in-depth about kind of what participation in the program may involve Mm -hmm. some of the services offered. Sure. So um, each person that comes into the program is um, assigned to a therapist who Mm. also works as a case manager. And that person provides a lot of education and a lot of support um, in some of the same ways an, uh, an outpatient therapist would to anyone, but it's a little bit different. Like we do a lot of very structured um, education and interventions to help people learn about psychosis and learn how to manage their individual psychosis. Um, we also uh, offer psychiatry services, and everyone who's in the program meets with one of our doctors. Not everyone chooses to be on medication, but they always have that option, and they always have um, the psychiatrists provide additional education right. for people in the program. Gotcha. Um, and we we have the supported education and employment services, mm-hmm. and that's been so crucial for people. Um, what those services do is for individuals that are in school, either high school or college, that individual partners with them around whatever their needs are in that area. So, for example, like I have a high school student I work with, and she was connected with um, tutoring services. Um, she works on um, study skills and organization around assignments and things, and okay. a lot of coordination with the school itself. Right. People in college, um, you know, there's a lot of work done with disability services to get additional supports. Mm. Um, a lot of work on study skills and things like that. Gotcha. Um, and then we, we help people find jobs. Hmm. Um, you know, because what we know from our experience is that the more active a person is, even if they are experiencing symptoms, especially if they're experiencing symptoms, the more active they are, the better they feel. So the activity almost acts right. as an antipsychotic. Right. So we always encourage people to get up, get out, get active. Well, if you're if you're up, out, active, you have less time to sit and think or exactly about you know what's wrong with me or exactly what's going on. Yeah, right. Interesting. And a lot of times, our recovery support specialist, who's the peer on the program, he is able to really help people get out and get active. Mm. He'll go out and he'll do um, he'll go on hikes with people. He'll play sports, play music he's able to kind of get them out and active if they don't yet have that goal around like work or school. Gotcha, gotcha. So we coordinate all of that together. Right. So. 
Um, if folks are listening now and they've, they're seeing some of these symptoms, some of the things you've talked about, some of the warning signs, uh, is there a website? Is there a telephone number? Mm-hmm. How can folks reach out to the Turning Point program, maybe get more information or, you know, eventually uh, get enrolled mm-hmm. or, or kind of take, take, the, take the next step forward? Sure. For anyone who wants more information, our website is www.turningpointcsc.org. And that's um, turningpointcsc.org. And um, for people who would like more information and want to speak to someone, you can reach out to our program manager, who's, her, whose name is Marla Zometsky, and her phone number is 703-383-8535. And when you call for information, we provide you know all the information you need about the program and then the process would be we'd schedule families and individuals to come in for an initial informational meeting so we can get to know you a little bit better and make sure that what you're experiencing is, in fact, psychosis and not something else. Mm-hmm. And if it is something else, then we would help connect you with other services. Okay. All right. Uh, give you the final word, 15, 20 seconds, anything that I haven't asked or anything folks should know about the, the turning point or just a, mm-hmm. a final thought from you about, about today's topic. Well, I encourage everyone to visit our website, and I encourage people to learn more about psychosis, even if you don't have a loved one who's affected by it. Um, there are a lot of there's a lot of misinformation about psychosis, and what I've learned in the time that I've worked in this program is that individuals with this um, this condition recover and lead productive lives and um, really just want to lead the kind of lives that the rest of us want to lead. Right. So. Okay. Excellent. Excellent point to end with. (laughs) All right. Chrissy Anderson has been with us today talking about the uh, Turning Point Program with the Fairfax Falls Church Community Services Board and the uh, the partnership with PRS. So uh, thanks to Chrissy for uh, being here with us. Again, if you need more information, you can go to turningpointcsc.org or you can also go to fairfaxcounty.gov and search Turning Point Program or call 703-383-8535. Thanks to you for uh, listening to the County Conversation. And if you need more Fairfax County news and event information, you can go online to fairfaxcounty.gov news or you can call us at 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329, weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. The County Conversation is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia Government.